is Racing Heartland. This is the only program dedicated to Victorian country racing. Welcome to the Country Racing Show. It's got it all. I can feel this day. I can see this day. It's got it all. Welcome back to RSN Central. It's 11.48. Looking forward to catching up with our next guest here on the Country Racing Show. But before I introduce Colin McKenna, who on Tuesday morning received a member of the Order of Australia in the Australian Day Honours for his work in the community, especially in his around his hometown there of Warrnambool for his work for more than 45 years. Um, and looking forward to having chat to Cole about his life as well. Um, one of the highlights of his career as a horse racing owner was back in 2016. And Scottish the leader, Jamaica coming out after him at the 200. And Hall sends the favourite to the lead. It's Jamaica drawing three quarters on Scottish. Running on his exospheric from the back. But it's Jamaica clear with 100 metres to go. She's going to romp it and she's coming away. The favourite all too good for Nicole. And Jamaica won by three to Scottish. Yeah, what a mess she was, Jamaica. Colin McKenna joins us now here on the Country Racing Show for a special edition. Colin, congratulations, first of all, receiving... That member of the Order of Australia on Australia Day it was well deserved. Well done. Thanks, Gareth. Thank you. Um, you've had a wonderful life and you've done so much for your local community. Um, growing up in in Southwest Victoria, did you ever think that you would reach the heights that you have, especially in business? No, I wouldn't have thought that. Uh, I actually. Um I come from pretty humble beginnings, and I still think I am humble. I, uh, you know, I was uh, a family of three boys, and uh, mum and dad had a very small uh, dairy farm of about 195 acres and milking 65 cows. So it's, it's been a fairly uh, adventurous uh, trip, no doubt about that. Uh, and I often think they've relied today, they probably. Uh, be amazed that we're just where the whole world has gone, much less where us as some go to. Because my other two brothers are not in the business with me, but we're still very close. <laughs> and Cole, your philosophy on business, obviously, and talk about midfield meets and your yep. journey with that particular business. Because back in the eighties, what inspired you to look at that business and see the vision, how far that you could grow it? Oh no! I'll be. I'll have to be honest. I never. Um, uh, I never sort of, you know, try to find that pot of gold at the bottom of the at the end of the rainbow. Um, I had been uh, virtually uh, working for myself from about 1974 or five, and myself and another chap who was, was my best mate and still works for me. But him and I went into. Uh, a meat uh, business, and uh, and then we we didn't own an abattoir, so we were only service killing. But uh, uh, and that was at the Warnable Abattoir. And as the years went on, we became um, uh, I became more involved with running of the abattoir, and uh, that's that's where we uh, that's where we uh, went in, and then there was opportunity to buy it in 1988. And look. I always say, uh, just get out of bed, go to work, uh, and work hard, and come home, go back to bed, and uh, and let the business still grow. If you, uh, well, people vote by their feet, and if you're doing the right thing, it's incredible how it grows. You know, yeah. that's that's my story. I never set out any big plans because they usually come unstuck. 
So that's a philosophy. Like some people think that you have to do extraordinary things to to reach the heights that you you've been able to do in your life, Cole. But that's not the case. No, no, I wouldn't have thought. I suppose there's some extraordinary things people will say as we went along the line, but I don't think so. You know, like I've always said uh, uh, on that award they gave me the other day, I mean, it uh, doesn't... I, I mean, I don't believe I'm entitled to that, but it's good for my family in particular yeah. and uh, and the people that work for us because, you know, we have a lot of people. My first three employees... Uh, my first three employees are still with me, and they've been there just on 45 years. So, mm. you know, it's uh, and, and we'd have, a, you know, I don't know, a, a large group of people, 30 years plus, still work for me. And, and that's what I get satisfaction out of. And uh, people that walk through the works of the morning or the farms in the afternoon or wherever you are, and some young bloke, 25 or 30 or 35, has just been married and have bought their own home, and, and they buy a nice car. and. You know, that's that's yeah. what I, I think you get enjoyment out of, personally. And you know? and you play a major part. Obviously, you employ a lot of people in the Southwest community. Yep, we do. Yeah, yeah we and, do. And how big's the business got now? Like you're all over the world, is that right? Well, you're importing yes, meat around the globe. Yeah, it does. We do, and that that started from humble beginnings too, because you know it just it was hard work for a long time getting that export business up and going. Uh, you know, people know me in the world and they didn't know my company. So it was hard, but I had those, to say, some of those people have been with me all them years, Alan McGilvray, Leon McCroskey and those people, and uh, they helped me build that business and um, it doesn't go unnoticed me. And, Carl, what would you advise to people? Obviously, you, you've got that successful business now and done some wonderful work and that's why you receive that wonderful honour there on Australia Day. But when it does get tough, um, and you, you need to persevere. Yeah, well, you have to persevere because it's very easy to get out of bed and go to work of a morning and you yeah. click the results from yesterday and there's a profit there. But it's when you go day in, day out, day in, day out, and there's no profit. And yeah. over the years, we've had we've had bad years. And, you know, I've had people in the community and the chap that I have to go to his funeral tomorrow, but he was always there to help me. He was an accountant. And, uh, you know, like those people, you don't forget those people. Mm. And... Uh, they, uh, quite often, honestly, going back in the 70s or early 80s and that, it was it would have been weeks we struggled to pay bills. And I'm not ashamed to say that because... But we paid. We've always paid. And my, my advice to everybody is, no matter what you do or how hard things get, is pay your bills yeah. and uh, then build some equity. And too many people take everything out of their companies. And I've always built equity. And, uh, you know, we've got a lot of real estate around us and a lot of land around us, but that doesn't matter. That's... Um, that is, uh, you know, what we build our, our, our all our, our margin, all our profits, and that go back into that uh, that uh, investment side of it, and then you back your company with that, uh, and it's all backed by that, you know. So when things get tough, we have to draw on a little bit of equity, but that's life. But I mean, nowadays things have changed. It's a lot easier to do it now than what it was yeah. 30 years ago. <laughs> hey, Cole, talk about the success and the love that you have for the thoroughbred game as well. Did that come about from growing up? Yes, around I always, yeah. Uh, I always uh, was a horse man, horse rider. I used to ride horses up until probably you know seven or eight years ago, but uh, not now as much. I still I did took my grandson uh, on, on a beach on a ride there just recently, but I mean not as much as I used to. But I enjoy those things. But no, my my family wasn't really uh, horse people, but 
My grandfather was a horse trainer, and I mean, don't forget, I'm 70, so uh, I'm going back in the uh, late 1895 and six, I think it was. My grandfather trained uh, two uh, one-goom waterball winners, and I mean, the one-goom is the new market for the bush to me, so that's one one race that my trainers have been instructed, we've got to try and win. <laughs> and uh, so, although my dad wasn't a horse fan, or my mum's family weren't, but... Uh, the McKennas did stay in it, and, and Patrick, who would be, is a first cousin of mine, uh, yep. sorry, second cousin of mine, he won one at Geelong yesterday, and I get a lot of, I get a lot of enjoyment out of seeing them local, local trainers, young blokes and that, winning, uh, winning races, it's, I get a lot out of that, and that's why um, uh, quite a few of them have got a horse for, with me, uh, for me, and uh, whether they're good or whether they're bad, we don't know that when we give somebody a horse, but... If they're, if they're really good, well, they get the success of uh, of the Kirans and that. With the, we go back to Mudra and all those blokes, you know, but that's life. And that's what I um, enjoy watching your horses win as well, Cole, because that philosophy that you have to give every, every person a go, and if there's a young person that... Um, is trying to make it into the game. Often that you see those horses in your colours starting off in their um, yep. starting their training careers. That means a lot. Oh, to, yeah, it means a lot to me. A lot to me to see that. You know, they yeah. uh, because who knows? They could be the next Kieran Ma, Bart coming. I don't know Colin Hayes or, or David Hayes. I mean, you've got to give them that chance, and uh, they do get their chances. In fact, uh, I was talking to one young bloke only yesterday, and uh, said, "Well, look." There's about eight or nine two-year-olds, homebred two-year-olds out home. I'm, Janice and I are never in a hurry to race them because you can push them too much. We have horses that come up as two-year-olds, but, I mean, the others, the staying bred ones, and I said to one young bloke, uh, come out and you can you can pick one out if you want to, but if you don't, if they don't want to do that, well, that's okay. That doesn't worry me because they're beautifully bred horses, but it's, it's what people want, isn't it, you know? Um, and you must be proud because you identified Kiramar and the success that you've had with him, not only winning Caulfield Cups, but Regina Kohali uh, would have been uh, a horse that won a couple of grand, yeah, grand annuals. And I've watched a couple of those replays and the emotion after that, Cole. With, Unbelievable. Yeah. I, uh, I uh, had been going to the races for probably a good 50 years, yep. uh, you know, then I'd say, well, how, would it, how could you win a, a grand annual? And he ever had two or three run in it before that. And uh, Kieran told me, he's, you know, he's a very astute trainer, and he identified exactly 12 on the Thursday night, 12 months prior to that race, uh, exactly to the day, he said, I said to him, we've got to get a grand annual winner, Kieran. And he said, you got one. And I said, well, I don't know, where have I got one? He said, oh, the mayor. I said... And my Jack words were to him, I said, you're bloody mad. What are you talking about? And he said, uh, she'll win a grand annual for, her, for us. So the next year to the day, she won a, won a grand annual at her first. And then she won, won her second. And uh, it's not many win two. Not many win two. And uh, we had the mayor at home, which was owned uh, by John Maher, the Kieran's father. And, and I mean, they're a very, they're, that's a family that's very close to me. And... Uh, uh, we still had, well, we ferried the mayor at the moment, but she wasn't allowed to leave home. So when she did pass on, her and Elga Hood, we found him dead in the paddock one morning. That happens with horses. But uh, they're both buried in the parklands in front of home. You know, yeah. so, uh, but Regina's got a beautiful uh, a beautiful uh, cold foal on her at the moment. And uh, with a swagger like Kieran. With a swagger. He walks with a swagger like Kieran. So... Uh, I don't know. He's by a horse that 
Darren said to me, just send it to any stallion. Yeah. And I said, well, still got shares in a horse called St. John, and, and he left some, well, I raced him with Aaron Purcell, but he left some beautiful foals, and we'll see. I know. He may be the next great annual winner. I know you're a busy man. I appreciate you coming on. And we've got a lot of text messages coming through as well, Cole, um, about your story. <laughs> and you're, you're a much-liked man out, out there, mate. But big, I don't know about that. Um, don't big, know about that. Big, big Blue, just quickly, is that a dream of yours to head to a famous carnival like Cheltenham and, and win a big race over yes. the jumps? Yes, it is. We uh, we went to Cheltenham. Uh, we're in Cheltenham, uh, Kieran and I, and Andy McAfee's part of my team, as you know. And uh, we were in, in Cheltenham. That was, would have been about four years ago. And just It's the greatest carnival to ever go to, as you know, and, and particularly if you're not racing. But, you know, we said we've cooked a plan and yeah, Kieran felt, and with, with advice from Dave, who's a... Uh, Dave Eustace is obviously European connector, uh, European uh, attached, and uh, we thought we had the right horse, but he just had everything about it against him. He had a bit of a virus when he got over there, and just things went against him, but that didn't dampen our enthusiasm, and uh, he's back now in work, and um, he'll give the grand annual a fright this year, I can well assure you, so if you want to take the early betting, you better have some. All right, uh, mate. We're, we're he's, on. He's, he's flying. He's flying, you know, but uh, we won't be, if he's not right on the day, he doesn't go, but one bloke, one thing we know for sure, Kieran can train a jumper or yeah. stay Yep. Uh, he's a wonderful trainer. And, and Cole, just the last one before I, I let you go. Obviously, Janice loves her horses as well. And um, yeah. it, it's been a great partnership there. But what would your message be to people out there trying to make it in life and, and, and obviously love the thoroughbred game as well? What would your advice be for them? Oh, that's hard. I, I might be looking for their advice. Yeah. <laughs> that's a hard one. But my advice would be, you know, be patient for a start. Even in business, be patient because it's marvellous. If you if you build your business and you're, you're patient, people, and, and, and get out of bed in the morning, must get out of bed in the morning and go to work and go home. Uh, and, and things will come to you as you go along. Same with racehorses. If you take your time and be patient, you'll come up with some, you'll get some nice horses. But once you start to, you know, push, 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 and, and, and a lot of owners go into these horses and they want to win two-year-olds, they want to win three-year-olds, the horse will tell you when it's going to win a two-year-old or when it's going to win a three-year-old. So yeah, that's my philosophy and my business is the same. It never changes much. We um, we do the same thing nearly every day. Um, you know, it's like my old saying, it's like the line on the whiskey glass, it never changes. <laughs> well, uh, Cole, thanks very much for your time, mate. And this no is a community award, so um, to receive this honour, um, um, it's a credit to yourself and, and your family. And I know that you don't like talking about it, but you make a difference to a lot of people's lives um, with the charity work that you do as well. So um, you have made a difference. It's a credit to yourself. You deserve all the success that comes your way. And thanks for spending a little bit of time with us here on RSN Central. Well yep. done, mate. Thank you very much. There's, there's Colin McCannon. You could talk all day about his life. So he'd be, um, if you ever see him in the Emerald or at the races there at Warrnambool, he would be a great man to sit down and have a couple of beers with. Three minutes past 12, you're with Gareth Hall in RS, on RSN Central. Um, we'll take a quick break and we'll come back with plenty more. In fact, just before that break, I've got to catch up with Maggie Payne. Hello to you, Maggie. I thought I was going to take a break and then um, have a chat to you, but you're ready to go. G'day, Maggie. Good afternoon, Gareth. Yeah, what a great catch-up that was with Cole. We could have listened to him uh, speak about not only racing, but life all day. So it's, uh, as you said, a credit to him and his family that he was able to 
receive that great honour. And, you know, you spoke about all the great community work that he does in that southwest region and passionate about, you know, agriculture and uh, charity initiatives. So it's great to chat to him. And apparently we're backing Big Blue in the uh, Grand Annual this year. Yep. I have tried to see if there's a market with the tab yet, but we're shaking our head. I've got Robbie Nicholson onto that for us (laughs) and we can't find a, a market there. So hopefully it's not too far away. No, that's right. We'll, um, as soon as it opens, we'll be on. Uh, but no, well done to Colin. And also, you know, he's obviously been a big supporter of Kieran from day dot, and he's seen him rise from, you know, humble beginnings to what he's been able to achieve now. Now, 0416905052, we're doing this all again. Um, this is our trivia question, and the winner gets Maggie? The winner gets a $50 uh, country racing voucher to spend yep. at any race meeting of their choice online. So, um, yeah, this went well last week, so we thought we'd give it another spin this week. So you need to um, send your name plus an address when you text in because uh, it's a bit difficult to get in contact with you to send the prize away. But the question is here, and uh, the first one to answer the, uh, the question correctly wins the prize. Jockey Harry Coffey, who we spoke to on Monday morning here on RSN Central, won the Great Western Cup on Sunday aboard, of course, Patch Adams. Now, how many, and he gave this away in this interview, how many Great Western Cups has Harry won now? So we'll let you know those or that answer or who the first person to send in the right answer to win that award. And as soon as we know, we'll let you know. So get your answers in now. How many... Great Western Cups has Harry Coffey won. 0416905052 to join the conversation. And and Maggie, and to send that answer through, he's a great man, Harry Coffey, and he rides that track only. I, I know that we only race there once a year, but he knows these bush tracks better than anyone, Harry. Yeah, he does. He's in flying form. He's got a couple of country cups, and he's leading the jockey premiership. So good to see Harry kicking goals and uh, adding another country cup to the captain. Now, the Country Race Series has caused a little bit of controversy over um, the last 24 hours. This is the race series that Racing Victoria will, um, what would you, how do you, they are going to try out some new whip rules regarding this particular race series. And obviously, um, if you, I think it, there's there's a few new rules um, that have been put in place for this race series. So, I think even if you break the rules, Maggie, is that right, that you don't get to progress throughout the series? But it's a $250,000 final there at Mooney Valley on March 13. And there are heats competed uh, to be competed at Colac on Cup Day, one at Swan Hill, Ballarat, Pakenham, and also at Wangaratta on Cup Day. And all of those races are worth $75,000, those heats. Yeah, which is a great initiative or incentive for country-based trainers and and their connections to be able to get a bit more of a grab at the prize money with the culmination of the final. As you mentioned, at All-Star Mile Day at the Valley. So those five heats will be hotly contested. And not only that, uh, you know, obviously there's been lots of commentary around the whip use and the trial of the limited use of the whip, but collectively um, offering $625,000 into, mm-hmm. you know, country owners and country trainers' pockets is definitely a plus. I think from, you know, a country racing perspective and, it's a great initiative for those horses that do run over the mile and, um, you know, and just it will be great to uh, spend All-Star Mile Day with some country connections. Now, Maggie, what's coming up this week in country racing? It's been a pretty um, enjoyable time with the Belnarring Cup there on Tuesday on Australia Day and we had some terrific country cup action as well over the weekend. 
Yeah, it's a busy week. Uh, we've still got lots of racing on offer. We Our picnics are in full swing. We're heading to Hillsville Races on Saturday at the picnics. We're back at Kyneton, and then we wrap up at Sale with the Sale Sprint, which is always a, a great race, Sale quality race day. So uh, fields have just come through for that, which is great. And then, you know, the country racing keeps rolling on then to next week, and we've got our Monday racing back, and we head back to Donald for the first time in a long time. All right, then, looking forward to that. And the winner of our competition, a host of SMSs, is, SMSs have flooded through, but Steve from Bendigo was the first with the correct answer. So well done to Steve. Harry Coffey has won two Great Western Cups, Maggie. Yeah, the other one was on the Country Cups King and Country Horse of the Year at the end, and I think during that year he won about uh, two Country Cups in the matter of, you know, four days he ended. So that was a... It was a glory year for uh, Vienna, and I'm wondering whether Patch Adams can continue his hot streak. Good on you, Maggie. Enjoy the rest of your day, and we'll catch up with you next week. Thanks, Gareth.